Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday. Thank God it's Friday, the 17th of February. And the first big week of reporting season is now nearly behind us. A few more to drop today, but not quite as busy as Super Thursday. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts or ideas and insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's look first at the scores on the doors as normal. We had the ASX Spy Futures closing down 18 points or 0.25%, reversing some of that bounce we saw yesterday where we were up 58 points. We had the US markets in a little bit of a negative funk last night. Well, this morning mainly, uh, Dow Jones closing down 431 points or 1.26%, 33,697. It had a high of minus 87. It had a low of minus 441. So only 10 points off its low for the day. Uh, so the market in the US, very much in the Dow at least, uh, pushing down towards its lows as the afternoon wore on. NASDAQ. Down 1.78%, 215 points, 11,856. And the S&P 500, as usual, in the middle for Diddle, down 1.38%, 57 points to 4,090. The VIX volatility index, as you would expect, well, maybe a little bit more than you would expect, up 10.9% last night, 20.21, rallying from that 186 uh, reading we had the previous day, 430 point down on the Dow. You wouldn't have thought we'd get such a big, big rally in the VIX, but we did. So uh, interesting there. 10-year yields in the US, 3.863, up 5.6 basis points. Two-year yields, 4.653, 2.6 basis points. Aussie 10s, 3.789, up 3.1 basis points yesterday. Bitcoin had another big rally, 24,695. Bitcoin has been the star of the show in 2023, up 5% last night. The Aussie dollar back below 69, 69, sorry, 68.77. And the US dollar index pretty much unchanged there. Looking across at uh, American stocks in particular, we had Apple down 1%. Meta down 2.7%, Google down 1.5%, Microsoft down 2.7%, Amazon down around 3%, Tesla having a nasty old day last night, uh, down 5.69%, Netflix down 2.96%, JP Morgan down 1.4%, Citigroup down 0.7%, Goldman 1.1%, Bank of America down 0.8%, Wells Fargo down 1.5%, and Block. The artist formerly known as Square was down 4.9%. We also saw Walmart down 1.6% and GE down 0.9% in the US markets. But the US markets very much dominated by the news last night from the producer price index, which was worse than expected. It jumped 0.7% in January, which was driven in part by a 5% surge in energy prices. So this compared to a 0.2% drop from November to December. 
and it was nearly twice the rise that economists had been expecting. If you take out the volatile food and energy prices and you're left with the so-called core wholesale inflation price, it was up 5.4% in January from a year earlier. And we did see a couple of Fed heads out and about last night. James Bullard was talking about 50 basis point possibilities at the next meeting. He is not a voter on the board, though. Bear that in mind. Um, he advocated 50 basis points at the last meeting. And also, Federal President of Cleveland, Loretta Maester, also said she supported a larger hike. So it could be that we are going to get a larger hike next time out. That was, certainly was a little bit enough to spook the horses as the afternoon wore on. And that's why we closed down towards our lows. In other news out of the US last night, household debt in the US has hit a high of nearly 17 trillion US dollars in the fourth quarter. 16.9 trillion. It goes with the 31 trillion that the US government owns. So that's not a bad effort, is it? That's 48 trillion dollars in personal and government debt in the US. Credit card balances are now ahead of pre-pandemic levels. The increase in credit card balances between December 21 and December 22 was 130 billion, which was also the largest annual growth in balances. 30-year mortgages rates hit their highest level in more than a month as well. In other US news, Telstra, uh, sorry, Tesla has recalled 362,758 cars, saying that the full self-driving beta software may be causing crashes. And the YouTube CEO has been has announced he is stepping down after nine years. DocuSign is cutting 10% of the workforce on top of the 9% it cut in September. News from OPEC, uh, with the Saudi oil minister saying uh, OPEC will likely leave output quotas unchanged during 2023. And last cab off the rank in terms of big US banks. Finally, Bank of America is now planning job cuts as well. That's one of the last investment banks to announce that. Looking at commodities last night, let's go for it. Brent crude down 0.28%, 24 cents, 85.03. WTI down 12 cents or 0.15, 78.4 US dollars a barrel. Gold slightly higher, 4 bucks, 0.22%, 18.40. Platinum had a good night, up 0.9 of a percent last night. Copper doing well, up 1.9. Nickel up 2. Aluminium up 0.6. Zinc up 0.3. Lead down 0.4. And tonne down 1.3. Iron ore up 0.3. Uh, Dalian iron ore futures yesterday up 1.8%. So we did see that strength in BHP, Rio and Fortescue yesterday. In terms of mining stocks overseas, BHP was up half a percent in ADR terms. Rio up 0.6 of a percent in their ADRs. Freeport McMoran up 1.1. Alcoa up 0.7 percent. Tech had a good night last night, 6.6 percent better. There was a story that they're looking to sell some of their coal assets. Anglo American up 1.1 percent. Arbamal, big big run for Arbamal up 4.7 percent. There is life in the lithium dog yet. And James Hardy also having a good time in the US, up nearly 6% last night. Big day again in the Aussie market in terms of results, although 
certainly nowhere near as much as we saw yesterday. Super Thursday, of course, and that is when we get the big deluge. Today we have Baby Bunting Healthco, Healthco Wellness, HCW, Ingham's, love them. Latitude Financial, QBE and Westpac with a quarterly update there. And I'll bring you those results as they drop um, a little bit early, perhaps, for some of those. Um, let's see if some of them have dropped. Uh, Latitude Profit, 153.5 million. That was uh, down 23% on a cash basis, and net charge-offs were up 2%. Volumes were up 8%, and the second half grew by 15% to rule off the year at 7.95 billion. Final dividend of four cents. Home care, healthcare, Homeco Healthcare REIT has upgraded its FY23 guidance there. And we haven't seen Westpac in its fullness yet. We have seen some numbers coming out as far as their SETI ratio goes. CET1, 11.13%. And mortgage, 90-day plus day delinquencies in Australia down five basis points to 0.7. And in New Zealand, which you could argue is slightly ahead of us in the rate curve and in the rate pain, as I say, the limp last in most pain. Uh, New Zealand saw a rise of two basis points to 0.24%. In other Aussie news, the ASIC has backed tough new plans to rein in the buy now, pay later sector, where they may have to get income and expenses data before it determines whether to provide customers with credit. Certainly if you're buying a $100 dress, it's going to become pretty onerous to supply your income and expenses data just to be able to split the payments on that one. Having said that, we've got Apple in the wings at the moment, rolling out their own buy now, pay later uh, offering, and uh, Suncorp as well have been advertising a lot on TV for their similar buy now, pay later, at least splitting payments into four option. Uh, Bain has appointed Baron Joey, Goldman Sachs and UBS as leads for the Virgin IPO. And in the Australian today, there is some suggestions that Aurora, which had a really good day yesterday on the back of their numbers, uh, could be looking at bolt-on acquisitions. It has been upgraded to an overweight from neutral at Jardins. In other broken news, Coden has been upgraded to a buy from a hold at Canaccord Genuity, but downgraded to outperform from a buy at CLSA. Southern Cross Media has been downgraded to a buy at Canaccord. Uh, sorry, downgraded to a hold from a buy at Canaccord Genuity. Coles upgraded to positive from neutral at Evans & Partners. NRW Holdings downgraded to neutral from outperform at Macquarie. That stock did fall yesterday. Newcrest Mining downgraded to neutral from outperform at Credit Suisse. GPT Group CFO Anastasia Clark is being considered as the front runner for the CEO role. And tragically, uh, two miners were confirmed have passed away at that tragic accident in Dougal up in Queensland. Parenti, uh, the operators there through Barminko. Uh, so not particularly great news for anyone in that respect. In news just out, GQG has reported $8 billion worth of inflows in 2022. That's positive net inflows of US $8 billion for the year. It described the year as a challenging market environment with continued industry outflows and negative market returns. It ended the year with $88 billion in funds under management, which was down 3.5% from where it ended the prior year. They declared an interim dividend of $1.87 US a share. 
Terra, which is the Aluka Resources spin-off of the royalties stream from BHP's Iron Ore Project Flank, has lifted its dividend to 12 cents after net profits of 63.4 million. Revenue from royalties increased 4% to 96.4. Underlying EBITDA rose 3.4% to $91.7 million. So good news there for Deterra. And news just in, the Baby Bunting Group CEO and Managing Director Matt Spencer will be leaving the company towards the end of the year. The company reported pro forma H1 NPAT of $5.1 million, which was in line with preliminary estimates. Uh, interim dividend, 2.7 cents. A trading update as well, total sales growth of 3.3%, comparable sales store sales. Uh, down 2.1%. Gross profit percentage for January is in line with the company's recovery plans and up on the prior year. PPE also reporting today. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.